This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. It is outrageous. And the fallout, I think, just kind of says it all. You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. And we are, of course, talking about the Supreme Court leak. Let's just call it the Supreme leak because, boy, it was a historic leak about the opinion of these justices. And we got a confirmation, by the way, from the Chief Justice today that, indeed, it was the opinion of the justices that, yes, they are still reviewing it, that it isn't ultimately for sure the decision because a lot of times the opinions are just kind of thoughts that they put together. And usually it's the same that comes out in the ultimate decision. But we did hear from the Chief Justice John Roberts that indeed this is the opinion that they were looking at, at least as of a couple months ago. So whoever got the information did get an actual leak. And tonight they are protesting outside the Supreme Court. They're protesting in different cities across America. And the Democrats are saying that they're outraged and planning to use this when they go to the voting booth and also as an issue to rally their base. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of the chanting outside the U.S. Supreme Court just minutes after the word of this leak came out. And they were out there with their signs and picketing, and that, I believe, was the whole goal of this leak. So tonight... Now that this word has been coming out now for the last 24 hours, everybody is talking about it. I want to hear your thoughts as to who you think is behind the leak, why you think it's happening, and do you think that this is going to galvanize Democrats now as they head to the midterms? I absolutely think it will. Um, I think that Democrats will use this as an issue. They're going to say, oh, look, they want to take away women's rights. They want to take away all your rights. They want to take away every single right you have. That seems to be the message that we heard from local officials across the country, from national officials. We heard all the way to the president today. The president was basically like, boy, this is radical. This is horrible. And he not once went after the leaker. To me, that basically says it all. It's basically like, thank you, God. You know, right now, he is doing so poor in the polls. And if you look at all the problems he's had from inflation, uh, rising gas prices, the issues with the border, 
Russia, Ukraine. There are so many problems. And this was like a Hail Mary to him, which is why I think, as we brought up last night when Professor Dershowitz was with us last night on the show, we were talking about who do we think is the leaker. And he was saying, I think it's probably a liberal like law clerk who is becoming sort of an activist and wants to take it upon himself to do this. Again, that person, I think you throw the book at that person. It's absolutely abominable uh, what he did or she did. Uh, we don't know who it, who did it yet. But I do think it's somebody who wanted to stir the pot and get the Democrats an opportunity. Now it's the primaries so they can kind of rally their base, also try to push some legislation that they can do while they still control the Senate and the House. That may not last very long because the midterms are right around the corner. So I think there's a lot of big political objectives. This was all about politics. And to me, the most telling was hearing the president today. The president was like, this is terrible, uh, The uh, what they're trying to do to abortion rights. This is horrible that they're doing here. This is horrible. He didn't say a thing about how terrible it was that they were leaking an opinion from the highest court in the land. And you can bet if it was probably coming from somebody on the conservative side and if it was something where the decision maybe was something different, you could bet that he would be, oh, my God, he would be all over it saying, how dare they? We're going to throw the book. We're going to, like, basically lock that person up in solitary confinement and make sure that they're on a isolated island for 40, 50 years. We're going to make sure that they pay. But he didn't even say that because he is so happy that there was a leak and that he will now use this as sort of a rallying cry. And I want to get your take on all of this. If you agree with me that this now, to me, even more, as soon as I heard the president today, I was like, okay, it was certainly somebody on the left. He's very happy about it. He's not condemning it. And he's also very much riding these sort of messages. They all seem to have the same message of, okay, well, the conservatives want to take away individual rights. And if you look at what this would do, if indeed this goes through as a decision, if it does go through as a decision, it basically punts it back now to the states. It becomes a state's rights issue. And yet, boy, are they trying to use the politics of this. By the way, in just a few minutes, two and about 10 minutes or so here on the show, we are going to have the great judge, Ken Starr, former independent counsel, also was a Supreme Court clerk for a couple years. And he is going to be joining us in just a few minutes here on the show to give us his take. I can't wait to get his thoughts about all of this. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Juan in New York on line one. Go ahead, Juan. Your thoughts about all this. Hey, good evening. Um, Two points. The first one is this really shows you how low the Democratic Party is able to go. You know, they're proud of of such a leak happening. You know, with the Watergate scandal, everybody, the Republicans and the Democrats were condemning it. But Joe Biden is proud of this leak. And so are all the Democrats. And it shows you that they're in support of this. And the second point is that, you know, this is a very good court ruling that the Supreme Court is going to do with giving decision to the states. But the, the the bigger thing and the issue is that, you know, if I live in a Republican state and where it's where it's illegal to, to go with abortion and I can just go to a Democratic state and do it over there. And then, you know, if someone wants to commit abortion, they're just going to go to a Democratic state and do it over there and then come back. 
So no, we're actually, not really that's, be saving lives. You're right. That is an interesting point because people will do that um, depending on which state has which rights and which issues. You're absolutely right. Although they're also trying to push something in Congress now because by giving the Democrats a heads up as to what this decision is, now maybe Biden will go back and maybe try to make some legislative thing happening potentially, basically to pass a message in legislation about abortion through Congress. That's a whole other different step. Remember the different branches of government. So there is a chance now that there could be something legislatively that would come at a federal level. Um, And this gives them the opportunity to potentially do that in case, by the way, because in November they may lose the Senate, they may lose the House, and they would not have that opportunity. So this also gives them a heads up as to, hey, if you want to, like, try to work on some sort of other legislation, that might change that where they wouldn't have the ability, as you're just talking about. Um, it, It could also get into a whole other different layer. But that's a great point, Juan. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Larry. Line two. Larry, your thoughts about this? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Um, You know, I believe that this was a leak directly by one of the liberal justices, one of the three major liberal justices, Sotomayor Kagan or or, or Katanji, but she's kind of new, so I'm not sure about her. But for the very purpose of causing a a, a protest, because after the decision is is officially handed down, uh, you can't protest because nothing is going to happen. It's already in the past tense. So this was done in order to commandeer commandeer the conservative justices. There's, there's frustration on the court because they just installed a liberal Katanji and they're still not getting what they want. So that's what I feel is happening. And by the way, I believe these protests are illegal because because th- this information came out illegally. So if the shoe was on the other foot, they would shut down the free speech if the shoe was on the other foot. Oh, yeah. And Larry, you know, it's interesting. I was just reading, actually, which is interesting that some people are saying that it could be a crime if it wasn't one of the justices or their clerks, because they would have access to the information, it's classified information technically. So if it was somebody outside of it, they could be charged with theft, having access or gotten you know access to the information. If it's one of them, some people are saying they should be disbarred. So can you imagine what you and I are just talking about? And it's not out of the realm of possibility if it turns out to be a liberal justice who somehow supported it or was aware of it or did the leak or gave it to a clerk or gave it to somebody else. Somehow, if we find out, I mean, can you imagine maybe a liberal justice, uh, if it, if indeed, and again, we don't know, but whoever it is, they could technically be disbarred, which would mean they would be off the high court, as would their clerk. If somebody played a role in it, whoever played a role, you can't like start picking and choosing. So, boy, is that an interesting interesting issue and everybody when we come back we are going to talk to judge ken Starr, the great independent counsel renowned renowned legal scholar he's going to be coming up to give us his take and i also want to continue with your calls everybody 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 it's the rita cosby show
And welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. The Supreme Court leak is causing a tsunami of reaction. And joining us now is former independent counsel and renowned legal scholar, Judge Ken Starr. Judge Starr, uh, boy, what's your reaction? This is unbelievable, first of all, the leak. Yeah, you're so right. It it is unbelievable. Or to quote uh, Princess Bride, the great movie, inconceivable. Well, this was inconceivable as of about 48 hours ago. But here we are in this terrible, terrible blot on the court's history. So shame and disgrace. Uh, to the person who obviously is doing this for political reasons. I think it's political as opposed to trying to change the dynamics of uh, internal court politics. You know why I say that? This opinion, which is authentic, it's not the opinion of the court, it's a deliberative process, but this opinion was circulated almost two months ago, right? So it's been in and around the different chambers of the court for Almost two months. Why now? Well, golly, aren't we in the primary season, right? Isn't it time to change the subject from all of the things that are going so badly uh, for the president and the president's party, beginning with gas prices? And I don't need to do the litany. We all live the litany every single day. So I think it's a political move. And so it's absolutely a perfidious act, whatever that means. It means it's despicable. Do you believe, Judge Starr, that it came from maybe like a liberal law clerk or somebody exactly with that kind of a motivation? And to what end? To, as you point out, change the political process to to give something to galvanize for the Democrats? Yeah, well, you're you're asking for an opinion. I would just say the circumstantial evidence is who's got the motive. Right. Who's got the incentive? Obviously not conservative law clerks or conservative chambers more generally. And let's not rule out the possibility that some disgruntled employee. I I, I would hate to think that. Rita, I clerked there for two years a long time ago during the 20th century. <laughs> and this kind of thing was be utterly, truly inconceivable. It just was Beyond them, and this had nothing to do with conservative, liberal, whatever the label was. It had to do with professionalism. It had to do with integrity. Justice William Brennan, one of the most liberal members of the Supreme Court of the United States, had a rule in his chambers: if you are seen as one of his law clerks, seen, or if he knows that you're talking to a reporter, it's the five-minute rule. You've got five minutes to clear your desk. You are fired. Why is that? Here's a great friend of the First Amendment, of freedom of the press, freedom of speech, and so forth. He wanted confidentiality, and he deserved it. So do all the justices. So it's a huge betrayal uh, of these fundamental norms. And so, yes, the timing is such. Two months, as I said before, and right in the primary season, lots of primaries underway, and the need, frankly, to change the subject. So I think the circumstantial evidence— At this stage, this is theory. I'm not accusing anyone, but who's got the incentive? The incentive is someone very sympathetic to the Democrats. Look how the Democrats, including the president, are reacting. They are saying, oh, isn't this terrible? The leak? No, no, no. (laughs) It's terrible what the court is doing. 
So I think that tells us a lot. I was just about to ask you that, Judge Starr. You read my mind. You and I have known each other decades because the president's reaction, Judge Starr, was, oh, this is we're looking at what's going to be happening to individual rights. We're looking at he didn't say a thing about how terrible the leak was. It was like that was not important to him. So to me, that said it all. Well, there it is. It's just uh, what serves the cause. But he's also quite wrong. You know, the president is a lawyer, and the lawyer should he, – he's too busy to read the opinion. It's 60-plus pages long in a long appendix. But he should have been briefed, and he should not be saying something that's manifestly false. He made absolutely false statements. And I'm not saying they were knowingly false. I'm saying they were false. They were uh, – let me be more polite. They were erroneous statements. Justice Alito, in this draft opinion, we need to emphasize it's a draft opinion. It isn't the opinion of the court yet. In this opinion, he made it clear we're talking about abortion because of the uniqueness of the of the abortion decision to terminate what the court called in Roe v. Wade a potential life. We're talking about a human being, at least <laughs> A potential human being, if people prefer that. Uh, I, I view it as an unborn child. But th- th- at least the court was aware that unlike marriage, contraception, all these other very intimate issues involving individual privacy, the abortion decision is unique and gives the state all nine justices in a row agreed that at some juncture – the state, and I'm talking about the 50 states, the state has an interest in protecting that life. That's what makes it different than same-sex marriage, contraception, and the like. And yet the president willingly made these extravagant statements completely belied, but not just – I'm not drawing an inference from the opinion. Justice Alito was clear. Let It, it was as if, like Richard Nixon, let, let, let me be clear. We are talking only about the unique situation of abortion. We're not talking about any of these other individual rights that are very, very dear and precious. Yeah, and yet he clearly is using it to his advantage and not scolding the leak, which I agree with you, I think is an abominable thing. And I think it is causing such harm to the Supreme Court, the sanctity of the court, uh, which you know, boy, all so well of the importance of it. Um, You live there, as you mentioned, you were a clerk there for two years. Um, Really quick before I let you go, Judge Starr, how much damage do you think this will do to the Supreme Court, to the process? I think it really hurts the internal workings of the court in an irreparable way. That having been said, the work of the court will go on. I think that tomorrow and the next day, they will just be right back at it. Of course, we want to find out who the leaker was and bring that person to justice, including less than the five-minute rule. (laughs) But get out of here, and may you never practice law ever you're a disgrace to the profession. Uh, so go play politics. You do not deserve to be in the arena of the law and a law officer of the court. So it's going to be terrible, but we will soldier through. We being we the country will soldier through it. We've been through worse, but this is just a terrible, terrible now 48 hours, well, 24 hours. But it seems like it's been a week that we've been living with this horror of this uh, totally unjustified and unprecedented league. 
I agree. And I wouldn't give uh, five minutes. I would give five seconds. I agree with you. <laughs> Judge Ken Hi. Starr, thank you so much, my like friend. That. Great to have you here on the show. Great to be with you. Really interesting to get his take just now. Judge Ken Starr, former independent counsel, and hear his thoughts. And obviously his reaction, as you just heard, the fact that Biden was like, gosh, this is just terrible. This is horrible. And that seems to be the consensus from most of the Democrats. They seem to be reacting, but not upset about the leak. They're not upset that there was a leak from the Supreme Court. They're delighted that there was a leak because now it gives them an opportunity to turn this around. They are hoping Uh, Also, they're hoping to maybe stack the court. They're thinking of all these things that they can do, and they're going after the integrity of the court as opposed to the fact that there was a leaker or anything about the process. Boy, are there a lot of questions that need to be answered. Real quick, let's go to Tony on line one. Tony, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Yeah, you know what? It just seems like this was definitely a planned leak. Because I, I just can't understand how they could mobilize so quickly with signs. I mean, it takes time to print signs. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't like abortion, but there should also be limits uh, like rape or possibly a, a drug problem where somebody was drugged and, and taken advantage of. Those things should be taken into consideration. And, you know, Tony, Tony, you bring that. up some great points because... In terms of uh, the signage, you're right in terms of the planning that it seems like they just like we're ready to protest. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 800-848-9222. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents... And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming from Rockaway Township, New Jersey, where a police officer used a ladder to save a resident from the second floor of a heavy residential fire. And it took place just a few days ago, again, in Rockaway Township. Police were the first to arrive on the scene, as they often are. And it was just after 5 in the morning. And initial alerts reported that eight people may still have been inside the building. And the responding officers suddenly saw a man trapped in a second-floor bedroom using a ladder that they found at a nearby property. And quick thinking, obviously, they reached the man and rescued him through a rear window. The heroic actions by officers Shea Redden-Parks, McAndrew, Peralta, and Sergeant Tanis resulted in everyone actually exiting the residence safely. That's amazing. And also, by the way, incredibly, no injuries were reported. 
Wow, what a powerful, powerful story of the quick thinking of law enforcement. Again, getting that ladder from a nearby property and saving all of their lives. Well, we are talking about the politics of this decision, of the opinion that's come out, and the way it came out from the Supreme Court, the leak that everybody is talking about. We just had on Judge Ken Starr, former renowned independent counsel, saying that it's outrageous that there was this leak. Whoever it was, the book should be thrown at them. They should be removed immediately, disbarred immediately, publicly uh, announced who it is because it is one of those you know, you know, centuries old traditions that you just don't violate. And he said he was even a clerk at the Supreme Court for two years. And he said that right away on the first day, they said, hey, listen, if anything that's said in here or anything that's done in here behind closed doors gets out, you literally will have five minutes to pack up your desk. And he said this person should basically get five seconds because of what they have done yet. If you listen to the Democrats, which is why I think the leaker, by the way, guys, was somebody on the Democratic side. I've always sort of thought in the last day or so since this broke out that it was maybe either a justice. Can you imagine? They should be disbarred if indeed they were the leakers. Maybe it was one of their law clerks. They should also be disbarred and removed to and never work in the profession again because it is so outrageous. But if you listen to the verbiage from the Democratic side, they're not talking about the leak. And you know darn well that if the shoe were on the other foot and if it was something the other way around that was leaked and maybe who knows, again, we don't know who did the leaking, but if it was something the other way around, they would be raising high heaven. They would be protesting about that all over the place. And instead today, None of them are talking about the leaker and going after the leaker. They're going after the issue, and they are using this like political chocolate. They're like, wow, we found candy. We struck gold because, boy, did they need something. And if you look at the polls, of course, with President Biden, they're doing really badly. I mean, every single area he is tanking on, uh, you know, economy, border, Uh, You know, the inflation, of course, overall. Uh, What about Russia, Ukraine? People are not happy with his handling of that. They hated the way he did the withdrawal out of Afghanistan. The list goes on and on and on. And so Democrats are rallying behind this decision, saying that, hey, it looks like they're going to be overturning Roe v. Wade. You want to vote a Democrat in because if you want to have these rights— You better vote for a Democrat and make sure that they stay in during the midterms in November. They've been looking for a rallying cry, and they don't even care who leaked it, if they did a criminal act or anything. That doesn't matter. All that matters is them now reaching, overreaching, because what this does is go back to the states. But if you listen to the Democrats, they make it sound like this decision basically is going to strip every single individual rights that you ever had in your entire life. That's all going to be stripped away, according to them. And it comes all the way from the president of the United States. Take a listen to his reaction when he was asked by reporters today, hey, what do you think of this leak from the Supreme Court? Listen to what he said. If this decision holds... It's really quite a radical decision. It's a radical decision. And then they said, well, what do you think about the fact that there was this leak from the Supreme Court? Take a listen how he answered it. It basically says 
all the decisions relating to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? Uh, and does this mean that in Florida they can decide they're going to pass a law saying that same-sex marriage is not permissible? It's against the law in Florida? And then he also went after the decision again. It's a fundamental shift in American jurisprudence. It's a fundamental shift in jurisprudence. It's, quote, a radical decision. Nothing about the leaker. Nothing about condemning that it came out. Nothing about the process. Nothing about the sanctity of the Supreme Court. All he's saying is, boy, these people are radical. And if they don't vote the way that I want, they're radical and we need to get rid of them. And we need to maybe pack the high court. That's the only way that we can dilute their power. So this is really a power struggle mega. And the fact that they will not even acknowledge to me is like, you bet he was cheering and skipping uh, like high heaven after he heard this one. He was like, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Now we have an issue that we're going to write and we're going to tell everybody that the Republicans are going to strip away every single individual right you ever had in your entire life. That's what we're going to use. This is our message. And you hear it down the line. And in fact, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has basically said that she wants to make New York a national safe haven for abortions. She's basically sent that message out after the decision, after this leak came out again, not again condemning the leak whatsoever. Oh, no, no problem with that. This is what she said. Take a listen. My promise is that here in the state of New York, we will not stand idly by. Anyone who needs care, we welcome you with open arms. And then she went further and said, guess what? New York is going to be aggressive on this one and lead the charge. Let me be clear. We're not playing defense. We're playing offense. So my message to women all across this country, is that New York, the state of New York, will always be there for anyone who needs reproductive health care, including an abortion. New York will always be there. Come to New York, where we give abortions. You can, what is this, like going to be the new sign on the freeway? You know, come here. Buy one, get one free is like almost the way that she's like talking. It's like it's so bizarre. And it's at a moment right now where they're not even once discussing the integrity of the process. And they are using this to say that every single issue, and again, it goes all the way, remember, this basically goes back to the states, if indeed this opinion holds. Who knows? Maybe this leak might cause them to change their opinion. It shouldn't if that's how they feel. Um, And also, if indeed... This is their opinion. We do know that it was, at least as of two months ago, because the chief justice came out and said, oh, yeah, 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 this is terrible. Uh, This leak never should have happened. Now, let me ask you, do you think there's a chance that Judge Roberts, the chief justice, maybe leaked it out? Because he sometimes has gone different ways on decisions. We don't know where he technically would be standing on different decisions. So who knows? Where this is coming from, guys, there could be a lot of leakers. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line seven. BJ, your thoughts about this? 
Well, I think this is a, a, a shameless uh, stunt to gin up uh, the base for the Democrats. Whomever, uh, this is a, an effort for them to destroy the sanctity of the court. Whomever leaked this, this has never happened in the history of the Supreme Court. And whomever leaked this should be held as a responsible and quite possibly, in my opinion, charged with a crime. As for uh, uh, Sleepy Joe's assessment of what this uh, uh, opinion means, it's, he's all wrong. All it means is that the, the, the uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, the decision goes back to the states. It's no longer federal. And his crazy uh, assessment of how this means that the gay marriage can be canceled and all this other crazy crap is, is exactly what it doesn't mean because the opinions of the justices that wrote Roe Ro v. Wade specifically said that this speak, the decision spoke to abortion and abortion only. So this is ridiculous. Uh, as far as uh, uh, this, uh, I mean, you saw instantly that the the the, uh, the crowds were amassing. They were uh, uh, it's uh, almost on cue. So this is a, a big time orchestration of the Democrat Party to to make everybody after a shiny object. Yeah, and you know what? That's what they are clearly doing with this, BJ, because they're taking it to this whole level of like. Uh, this is an attack on everybody's individual yeah. rights, not even just even on this decision. They're broadening it to like every single right you have, like the right to breathe, um, you know, uh, the right to like speak, the right to, you know, they're like taking it to the enormous extreme and using it absolutely for political gain. And you know what's interesting? Tony, who just called in, made an interesting point before because he was saying that he said, isn't it interesting that they were out there so quick because they were literally out there at the Supreme Court, um, you know, you know, maybe an hour, you know, if that probably minutes. Um, and they're out there right now, by the way, protesting outside the Supreme Court. And they were out there last night uh, within, you know, about an hour with signs. So he's wondering, was this orchestrated even much more than we even realize at this point, you know, beyond, okay, the leak is coming. And then, we, you know, there's just so many layers to this, but he made a very interesting point that this may be extremely orchestrated. Um, really, really fascinating. Thanks so much, BJ. Let's go to Pete on line one. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Rita. Thank you for verifying to our uh, listeners about how it would go from federal to state. I, when I first said I am, uh, I am uh, pro-life, and uh, you know I'm a good reason for it because when I was a young man, uh, a couple of my friends that were pretty wealthy, uh, I ended up uh, going with one of their girlfriends to have an abortion. So I actually witnessed an abortion. And it probably had to be one of the toughest things I ever dealt with in my life. So I'm glad that you got out to the people in the previous call and that this is just going from federal to state. And, uh, you know, in some ways, some reasons for abortion, uh, you know, if a woman was raped or uh, if uh, the baby had severe problems or something, I still, myself, my wife and I, we would never consider abortion. But... Uh, for other people, I would want them not to go do it illegally like it was done in the 70s and stuff like what I witnessed. Wow. Very powerful story, Pete. Wow, 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 wow. So how did uh, what was your reaction to the fact um, that within, you know, soon after this came out, there are people protesting, um, clearly um, looking at the politics of it all? 
um, versus even, you know, the very personal and very uh, painful story that you just shared. Right. Well, actually, when it happened, uh, actually, I called the Polydia and I voiced my opinion and I got a call immediately from one of our uh, listeners that are always on Norman. And he kind of educated me on, you know, the thing of going from federal to state. And, you know, uh, you know, like I said, I have mixed emotions about it. My own daughter, uh, she would say to me that uh, she's opposite. She's uh, for abortion because she deals with uh, children's services and stuff. And she sees a lot more than what I see. So there's mixed emotions on everybody's part. And we should respect people's wishes and uh, try to, you know, keep this thing where it's not going to cause a division between Republicans and Democrats, because that's what they're aiming to do. This is going to be something that is very, very complicated. And life after this pandemic has been complicated enough, and we should really, you know, put our heads together and do the right thing. You know, um, you bring up um, a powerful point. Pete, thank you very much for the call. Um, but you bring up a powerful point um, that I actually think it's going to create even more of a schism and even more division as we head already into a very turbulent time in America um, because it is such an issue where people are so passionate about and such raw emotions and personal. Um, and as you even shared your own experience there, Pete, that so many people um, express it and, and Republicans and Democrats, but right away – it is clearly playing uh, political fodder uh, for the Democrats, and they're using it as that, and also reaching far beyond even what this opinion says. They're like saying, "Oh, this is you know, it's basically uh, the Republicans are the devils incarnate." If you if you listen to the way that they're talking, um, I want to play a little comment. By the way, this is Chuck Schumer, just to give you an idea of how it's been my way or highway, basically, with the Democrats with this court. Uh, if they don't like a decision, they've talked about packing the court. They're still talking about packing the court today. Um, this is cut number two, where uh, Schumer was just talking about today and essentially saying his reaction to this leak. This is a dark and disturbing day for America. And take a listen to Chuck Schumer. Now, this was two years ago. I remember this moment. He was sitting there and he was condemning because he did not like the decisions that were coming by Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, and he went for the jugular. This The Democrats have always tried to politicize the court. Take a listen. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So, like, now it's like, okay, uh, we're going to protest every day outside the Supreme Court now that we got this leak and make your life heck if you don't vote the way that we think you should vote. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. It's really, uh, you know, mob rule. And, boy, talk about double standards with these guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the This is the Rita Cosby Show.
a little Billy Idol here on the Rita Cosby Show. And also, by the way, I love also reading your comments here on the air, too, as well. You can send me your comments on my Twitter, at Rita Cosby. We often read them also at 77WABC, at Red Apple Media, at all the great places. But I also specifically read it at Rita Cosby. And here's one that's coming in. Um, somebody writing, I agree with Ken from the previous caller. This is a smokescreen intended to cover up the laptop economy, etc., and drum up support for the failing and waning left before the midterms. It won't work uh, from Chris who messages me here on Twitter. What are your thoughts, everybody? Do you agree with Ken and also with Chris that this is really a smokescreen? This is something to kind of distract from what clearly has been an abysmal presidency. I mean, if you look as they're heading into the midterms, and often, of course, even when an incumbent is doing an okay job, it's often tough for them in the midterms. But a lot of people are predicting a bloodbath uh, against the Democrats just because the Biden numbers are so terrible. And even Democratic pollsters are predicting that it's not going to be pretty for this president's party come the midterms. And that's just a few months away, guys. That is not that far away. So how much do you think this leak is caused to drum up the Democratic base to be a smokescreen from all the headlines about the high gas prices, the high food prices, the high interest rates. How much do you think it's a diversion? How much do you think it is to rally the base? No matter how bad the president is, they can say, hey, if you want this issue, if this issue is important to you, then you want to vote Democratic. What are your thoughts about all of this, guys? And the fact that President Biden isn't condemning the leak whatsoever. He's going after the opinion. So he's clearly very happy about this. Maybe he uh, Maybe got Hunter involved somehow in this business deal. Who knows? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John on line five. Go ahead, John. Your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Uh, my thoughts about this is that it is a smokescreen. But you know what? This could be a really big, important issue with minority voters. And it should be expressed that the Democrats are glad since 1960, when abortion was uh, created to be a law with the Roe versus Wade, are we going to talk about the 19 million black American babies that were killed, murdered, because the Democrats are saying it's okay to kill a black baby? So 19 million black babies that were aborted, do you know what I understand? After two or three generations, we've killed more than 60 million black Americans that never had a chance to raise a family, but that's more murder than guns, drugs, and everything combined. Let's think about that. That's uh, you know what that you're you bring up some powerful points because that is definitely should be at least a talking point, and I'm sure it's going to become a talking point on many different levels. But you bring up um, so many of the different emotions that a lot of people have about this decision, and we'll see. Um, I'm sure that that kind of a discussion is going to be coming up at some point. I mean, the leaking just happened, but there's a lot of time between now and November. John, thank you very, very much. And by the way, everybody, this president has really evolved on abortion. I actually thought this was fascinating. This particular president, 
Biden in 1974, same guy, said a woman shouldn't have the sole right to say what should happen to her body. That is Joe Biden in 1974. Joe Biden in 2012 says government doesn't have a right to tell other people that women that they can't control their body. But that's a very different Joe Biden, even from 2012 to 1974, where he said women shouldn't have a right. And now today he's saying this decision, he basically calls it a, quote, radical decision on so many levels. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break as we continue talking about this. Also, by the way, Joe Biden saying that they are giving javelins to Russia and he's very proud of the Hungarian defense. Obviously, misspeaking on both points on such a serious issue. Wow, wow, wow. We'll continue talking about this and some more Biden gaffes as he's dealing with enormous issues, whether it's the Supreme Court or whether it is world security. That after the break. Feisty, fearless and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you can understand why the Democrats need a distraction, because, boy... If you look at the polls, the president is tanking in every different direction, whether it's domestic, whether it is foreign policy. You can name Afghanistan. You can name the issue with Russia, Ukraine. And it seems like in terms of his verbal skills, he just can't even keep it straight. Remember also when he was over in Poland, he told the 82nd they were going into Ukraine, essentially. Then he said that he wanted regime change when that wasn't sort of the policy of the administration. Uh, He also said if there's chemical weapons, we're going to respond in kind. There were so many fumbles that he was doing. And now there is another one to add to the list. And it could explain why the Democrats are happy to have a wedge issue that they can use to galvanize after this leak coming from the Supreme Court. And just a few hours ago, President Biden, you have to listen to this, making some glaring gaffes as he was at an Alabama facility that makes anti-tank missiles talking, supposed to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Now, remember, we are supplying Javelin missiles. We're supplying a whole bunch of stuff to Ukraine in the fight against Russia. I think if you pulled a second grader off the street with all the headlines that were happening, they would be able to say, you know, okay, Russia invaded Ukraine. We're supplying Ukraine. We're trying to help them. And Ukraine is defending its country. But if you ask President Biden, he seems to have a little trouble. Take a listen to this gaffe that happened not that long ago. Before Russia attacked, We made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen the defenses so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened. Wow. So we were giving Russia javelins so Ukraine could make sure it was ready. Does that make any sense to you? It's so scary that here he is on the world stage making comments like that. 
And clearly he meant to say we're giving Ukraine javelins so they could protect themselves against the Russian invaders. But he said we're supplying Russia with javelins. So not only does that just make us look silly and I think and stupid to the world, if I'm Putin, I'm going, God, this guy can't even handle the sentence, let alone dealing with supplying Ukraine to fend them off. I mean, it's really, really frightening. And because of this, even in latest polls, even Democrats right now have voiced incredible disillusion in terms of how they feel about this president's leadership style. And I think his lackluster approach at first, especially to Ukraine, the way he pulled out of Afghanistan, the way he's handled even the mask mandates, the way he's handled inflation, gas prices, everything, again, is Putin's price hike, not even taking responsibility for any of it, his energy policies. The list goes on and on and on. And he can't even make a clear sentence when it comes to something as important as this. And he's at a facility that's making anti-tank missiles. I mean, this is a very, very serious issue, and he can't even be clear on that. To me, it sends such a fumbly, bumbly message to the world. And it sends a message of weakness. It sends a message of incoherent leadership. And it goes along with the policy that has been sort of incoherent all over the place, too, as well. So it's you partner that with that. You know, no wonder today the Democrats are just they don't even want to talk about Biden. They're just going full steam ahead on this leak coming from the U.S. Supreme Court. So I want to hear your thoughts if you agree that this is now something that they are going to be talking about all the way until the November elections. Um, And by the way, in the last few minutes of the primary, some of the results were coming in big primaries tonight. And we know that at least two Trump-backed candidates won Um, in Indiana. um, Representative Greg Pence, he is the brother of Mike Pence, the former vice president who was backed by President Trump. He won his primary. And we also know that J.D. Vance um, has also been declared the winner in that primary in Ohio. Uh, that was a ferocious one with tons of GOPers in that one in Ohio for Ohio Senate seat. Uh, that's the open seat by Rob Portman. And so Trump back candidates so far, at least two of them so far at least, have won in some big, big primaries tonight. And that could be a sign of the power of Trump. And now the Democrats are trying to do whatever they can to rally their base, and they see this leak as an opportunity to do just that. And take a listen, because there was no holding back from Senator Chuck Schumer. This is what he said when he heard about the leak. Um, This is cut number 18, and this is where he was talking, essentially, not about the leak, not about the fact that there was a leak, He is very angry that the court doesn't appear to be going his way on Roe v. Wade, and he doesn't like it. He thinks it is his court. Listen to his rhetoric. If we had to pick a word that our caucus feels, it's infuriated. Infuriated by by the alleged decision. Infuriated by the lies these justices told us when they said they'd respect precedent. Infuriated by our Republican colleagues who don't tell the truth. Don't tell the truth because he doesn't like the fact that the opinion is sending Roe v. Wade back to the states. So that means 
that the court basically is a corrupt court. I mean, how presumptuous and outrageous is that? Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of Senator Chuck Schumer going right after the court. We're going to look to these elections in November, and I think it's going to the American people are going to speak loudly and clearly that we need some change. We cannot have a right-wing court run America. We can't have a right-wing court run America. We can have a hardcore left-wing one. That's okay. But we can't have anything short than a hardcore left-wing one that works well for Chuck Schumer. Because this is Chuck Schumer's court. This is not the American people's Supreme Court. I mean, to me, that is one of the most audacious, one of the most presumptuous, and one of the most outrageous comments. Because the whole reason is separate but equal branches. That's basically all it comes down to. And he doesn't want them to be separate, and he doesn't want them to be equal. He wants them to be an extension of Chuck Schumer and the Democratic Party. And then he took a swipe because no, you know, no day goes without swiping President Trump because they're clearly worried about him. And after some of the results tonight in the primaries, they have even more reason to be worried about President Trump because clearly the endorsement that he had for J.D. Vance, especially in Ohio, changed that all around. J.D. Vance was pretty far behind in some of the polls. And then suddenly he got that coveted endorsement from President Trump and he pulled out a primary in a very, very crowded field. And a lot of people uh, were quite a bit ahead of him. And then as soon as he got that endorsement, he catapulted. So this is why Chuck Schumer today took a swipe at President Trump, because he knows he still has a lot of influence in the GOP. We have a great contrast between the Republican vision for America and our vision for America. This isn't your grandfather's Republican Party, America. It's Donald Trump's Republican Party. It's a right-wing Republican Party. It's a party where your children will have less rights than you did. It's not your party because the decision doesn't work the way that Chuck Schumer wants it. And remember when he didn't like Kavanaugh? And didn't like Gorsuch in the way they were going. He was threatening them on the Supreme Court. We were just playing that a little bit ago. I mean, it is so outrageous that they attack the institution if they don't get their way. Any decision that goes against them, well, then the institution has to be completely corrupt and terrible. And yet they're not saying a single word about that leak tonight. To me, this is so outrageous. one 800 848 one 800-848-9222. We are talking about this leak, the politics of it, and the fact that this has helped the Democrats, I believe, and they're going to use this because they need anything that they can right now to try to galvanize the base, and they will use this opportunity to either court, you know, pack the courts, as they have suggested, adding more Supreme Court justices so the court is balanced the way that Chuck Schumer thinks that you should decide cases that you should ultimately be in the throes of. You know, if you, you know, if he doesn't like it, it's the wrong court, so he's just going to add more justices and also pushing for national legislation that could change this. They're trying to do whatever they can as opposed to even going after condemning the the court in terms of the leak of wherever it came from. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. 
They are going to be using this to high heavens between now and November. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bernie on line five. Go ahead, Bernie. Hi, Rita. Uh, the person who made the leak, um, he must know somebody high up in uh, Politico because otherwise he would have gone to the Times or the Washington Post or some of the networks if he knew somebody high up in Politico and Politico organized it so that a mob of protesters immediately would go outside the Supreme Court building. Isn't the media, Politico, guilty of a crime? The media, the uh, person who made the leak may not be guilty of a crime, but the media, which worked hand-in-hand with the Democrats to have a mob in front of the Supreme Court, is guilty of a crime, aren't they, Rita? You know what? You bring up some great points, Bernie, but technically that's not a crime if the media is publishing information that's given to them. Um, Like you said, it is interesting that there were protesters out there, literally, it seems like within minutes of the Supreme Court, um, as soon as this got out, um, they were there awfully quickly with signs, too, which is interesting. And, in fact, I want to go back now and kind of look to see were they pre-produced signs, you know, with you know, or were they just handwritten signs? You know, I mean, either way, it takes still a bit of work to put a sign together. It's not like you're sitting there with a sign in your garage and ready to pull it right out. Um, so... I, but again, in terms of a crime, it's not a crime for media to be publishing information like this. Where it is a crime is whoever leaked it, depending if they were not supposed to have access to this information. If it turned out that it's a Supreme Court justice or a clerk, somebody who was supposed to be looking at this decision, they should be disbarred. They will be disbarred. Uh, maybe not the justice. Who knows? You know, but they should be disbarred. Um, but. Um, they could be charged with a crime if it's somebody who wasn't supposed to have access to this information in the court, like that they stole it. Or, by the way, I mean, you know, if somehow uh, somebody from Politico, if it turns out that they went in and stole it or hacked into somebody's computer or something like that, that's how you could kind of get into it. But, you know, if it's somebody uh, like in a deep throat where somebody passes it to you in a, in a parking lot in the middle of the night or something like that, or someone willfully sends it to you, then that's a different matter. It depends. We don't know yet, Bernie, you know. Now, let me ask you, Bernie, if it turns out to be one of the Supreme Court justices, uh, what do you think should happen to them? Well, immediately they should be disbarred. They should no longer be a Supreme Court justice. And if the FBI is truly working on an impartial basis, they should find, if it's a Supreme Court justice or a clerk or anybody, they should find out who it was and how were they connected to, uh, to Politico. Do they know somebody high up? This is not the sort of information you give to a reporter simply in the media. You give it to somebody high up in the in the organization, and the organization is isn't isn't guilty of simply having the information come to them. It's it's a question of whether the media worked hand in hand with the Democrats to organize a mob in front of the Supreme Court. 
then the media isn't didn't just receive the information they used the information to organize a mob to stay in front of the Supreme Court. Doesn't the media have to suffer in that case? Aren't they guilty of somehow working with the Democrats to organize a mob? Aren't they guilty of that? Well, that's a great question. That's not necessarily a crime, but it's definitely bad ethics. And it's definitely crossing the line of, quote, independent journalism. And so it could bring up a lot of questions if there is like a huge orchestration effort. Um, I mean, in fact, I mean, look at some of the reports of like things that were leaked, um, you know, even in the Cuomo case. You know, remember, it was like, OK, that was it was too close for comfort. Um, I'm not even talking about the sexual things. I'm talking about information going to the Cuomo team from people like at CNN and the way they handle it. Remember the public scolding that a lot of them gotten worse. Um, so it's bad ethics. Um, on a number of cases, if you look at it in that sort of regard. But where it gets interesting, you brought up a great point too, Bernie, about it going to Politico, because there are some reports, and again, um, there have just been a number of reports out there, that there was a clerk from Sotomayor's who was quoted in a past Politico article and that he was one or two of the writers that was associated with this opinion that came out, this this same writer for Politico. So that's kind of interesting. So it shows, because you bring up a great point, if you're going to leak something as sensitive as this, you know, if you're a clerk of the court, I don't know who it is, but let's just say it is, you're not going to just hand it to somebody generically. You're going to hand it to somebody you kind of know and you have a relationship with. Um, So that is kind of interesting that they've written stories where they quoted somebody who worked for Sotomayor, apparently, according to this report. So that could signal that maybe the leak came from that person or someone else in her office. Um, But then there might be other stories from other people because you had to you got you don't just suddenly go, uh, hey, Politico, I got something and, you know, and I'm giving it to you. Why go to Politico, like you just said? So there's probably some relationship there with this individual somehow. Maybe it's a friend or maybe there's a they've been a former source or whatever the case is. Uh, and I think we're going to get to the bottom of this. I really do. Uh, what do you think, guys? And what should happen? You heard from Bernie. Bernie and I both think the person should be disbarred. And I think in a heartbeat. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. If this is it, well, the Democrats think that it, the leak from the Supreme Court of their opinion that looks like they are planning to overturn Roe versus Wade. Again, it's just an opinion, but they are going to use this as a rallying cry. And already the Democrats, none of them talking about the leak or any of that. They are saying that this is the reason that we need to galvanize the Democratic base to be able to get voters to go to the polls because they need something to galvanize them. Because if you look at their poll numbers, boy, they are sinking fast. Take a listen. This is Senator Patty Murray describing the opinion, not the leak, but the opinion which looks to overturn Roe versus Wade. 
This is a five-alarm fire. This was always the Republicans' end goal, ending the right to abortion. Extreme Republicans were never going to stop at the state level, and mark, mark my words, they are not going to stop with Roe and the right to abortion either. They are coming for your birth control, for all rep- reproductive health care. That is going to be the line that Republicans are coming after your not just health care, but also individual rights. If you listen to Chuck Schumer, it's everything. And now she said she didn't even hold back. She basically said, you must vote for Democrats. Take a listen to this. But we need Americans everywhere to send us more pro-choice Democrats in the Senate so we can get this done. I get it. It's frustrating. I've been fighting for abortion rights since I got to the U.S. Senate. But we need a pro-choice majority here in the Senate, and we need to protect the pro-choice majority in the House. And this November is when we need to make that happen. So how orchestrated was this leak? Let's go to your calls, everybody. Let's go to Maria, line five. Your thoughts about all this. Maria? When I first heard this, yes, hi, can you hear me? Yep, we hear you. Go ahead. Hi, when I first heard this, I, I knew this was desperate times. It sure sounds like they needed to have something to rally the base because they see the elections are coming. And I'm going to tell you something. You know how Univision is putting it to the to the Hispanic voted, voter, the, the, the flash news, the uh, conservatives, Republicans are coming for uh, women's rights. Uh, abortion is illegal, and that's not what is happening. The, basically, what the Supreme Court said is just going back to the states. Rita, can I tell you something? I just had a business trip about a couple of days ago. I just came from Honduras. Do do me a favor, Marie, if you can. We're going to go to a break. You stay with us, and we'll pick you up after the break, and we're going to continue with other calls, too. Stay with us, Maria. Much more of the Rita Cosby Show. We have a hard out, but we're going to be coming back in just a few minutes with Maria and also our support to our heroes. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love that we do every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and also their families. A powerful story coming from San Luis Obispo, California, the Central Coast, where the Veterans Memorial Museum there honored three World War II veterans on Monday as part of its 20th anniversary celebration. Spence Stimler, James Porter, and William Hughes are 98, 99, and 100 years old, respectively. All three are Navy veterans who served aboard various vessels in World War II. And Hughes said there's a lot of memories which are good and many that are bad, but that's war. And we have all experienced that, I am sure. 
One specific memory that Hughes has is the raising of the American flag during the famous Battle of Iwo Jima. He served aboard the USS Miller from 1943 to 1945, and he was standing on the bridge when he saw that historic moment take place through his binoculars. Imagine that moment, uh, being there on the ship and seeing that moment take place firsthand, seeing it through your binoculars. Um, He said that he was proud to be a part and serve in the military. Well, this event honoring these three great heroes was part of the museum's anniversary theme of Hometown Heroes, which is dedicated to honoring local veterans on the central coast of California. And how beautiful to see three of them honored at that same time. Well, we are talking indeed about the big leak that everybody around the world is talking about. Now today, we got confirmation from the Chief Justice, John Roberts, that indeed it was an opinion that was going around. It was something that was actually written two months ago. So why do you think it came out now? Well, we talked earlier on the show here on the Rita Cosby Show. We had Ken Starr here. And Ken Starr was saying that how interesting right now the primaries are underway. Uh, There was a big primary, by the way, a lot of them tonight in Ohio and in Indiana and in a number of other states, too, as well. Um, And so he says this is red hot political season. Primaries underway. He thinks that this was an intentional leak. Um, Also sounds like on the liberal end, he believes, too, as well. And he thinks the book should be thrown at the leaker, that this is unconscionable. And this was clearly done by somebody to create the politics of the moment and to be a rallying cry for the Democrats and to give them an issue that they can kind of go after and use in a political way, which is exactly what the courts are not supposed to be. They are not supposed to be used in a political fashion and always try to pride themselves on not being tied to politics. But now they have been thrust right into it. And take a listen to the way that the Democrats are playing up this leak. This is Senator Debbie Stabenow. And she just says she does not like this court after hearing this opinion. Take a listen. It all comes down to who makes the decision on your health care, who makes the decision for your life, for your future as a woman in America. People in this building right here, Republicans in the United States Senate who want to make the decision for you, a right-wing Supreme Court who wants to make the decision for you, or do you get to make it? We stand with the women of America. So you're either with the women of America or you're on the other end. You're the Republican Party. They're like the Republicans hate women is basically their message. And we're seeing it over and over and over again. All of a sudden, after this decision, that's basically the message from the Democrats. And then Senator Dick Durbin takes it one step further. He says, you're either for freedom Or you're against freedom. It's not just women or like women, even though the decision basically would revert the decision back to the states. And again, it's only an opinion at this point, too. It could change. Who knows where it's going to go? But they are definitely using this as a rallying cry for voters. And Dick Durbin says this is far beyond just women's rights. This is freedoms on the line now. Take a listen to how he describes it. 
The election in this November is going to be a referendum on privacy and your rights to freedom as an American. They don't want to make that the case. They want it to be, oh, it's inflation. It's something at the border. No, it's something more basic than that. It's in your bedroom. And we want to make sure the American people understand that's the reality of this issue. Isn't that interesting? He brings up the border. He brings up inflation because he knows that all of those are terrible for the Democrats in the polls. Because the border is a mess, even though Mayorkas tells us the border is safe and secure. And by the way, he's probably the happiest person in the world today. Because remember how much heat he was getting in the last week? And now suddenly with this decision, now all the focus is going to the Supreme Court and it's going away from the border. So he's probably like, whoo, okay, I got a little bit of a reprieve, at least temporarily. And then also, you look at also the inflation numbers, skyrocketing, gas prices. I mean, Even the mainstream media was starting to hammer Joe Biden about all of these issues. And now Dick Durbin, as you just heard, said, no, 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 none of those issues really matter. What matters is solely this issue. So they're going to try to take all the attention off all of these other problems that Joe Biden has had and say to their Democratic base, don't be fooled by any of that. That's all smoke screens. This is The only issue that really is on the table. Those are all manufactured, made-up issues. This is a real, real issue. So forget about those other things. Just focus on this. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they are using this, by the way, politics to AT. Meantime, the Republicans are going after the leakers. They're just saying this is outrageous. They're saying this is unbelievable and that they are just appalled um, and by the way, I am, too. I think it's horrible that there was a leak by somebody. Whoever did this leak absolutely needs to be punished severely and swiftly. And I hope they get to the bottom of it. I think they will, because I think they'll be able to kind of track who would have had access to it. Um, why? I think maybe that's why they waited a little bit, because then there's enough distance from whenever they got it, because it's apparently an opinion that was written about two months ago. So how did they just kind of get it now? Why do they put it out at this time? Again, I do think it's because primary season's underway. Maybe they also have a little distance from when they actually got to the document, whether it's a law clerk or somebody like that. But I think it's absolutely outrageous. And the Republicans say this is just an obvious dirty trick and smearing and a political smear by the Democrats, yet another one against the Supreme Court And they find that outrageous. Take a listen to how McConnell, Mitch McConnell, played it. Liberals want to rip the blindfold off Lady Justice. They want to override impartiality with intimidation. They want to elevate mob rule over the rule of law. And he also says whoever the leaker is should pay a huge price. Take a listen. Chief Justice, for indicating the court is going to investigate, I want to underscore the separation of powers. This is the Supreme Court's job to investigate the leak. The Chief Justice has indicated that's exactly what he's going to do. And I hope that the leaker who is extremely likely to be found, given the limited number of people who uh, have the ability to access early drafts of opinions, will be dealt with as severely as the law may uh, allow. 
And former U.S. Attorney Andy McCarthy says that this leak could potentially be a crime. Listen to how he says it could be. The Supreme Court opinion that they exchange around, it's not their property. It's the property of the United States. They're all government employees. If you embezzle government records, Mm -hmm. that's a crime. If you convert them to your own use, it's a crime. If you defraud the United States, which the Supreme Court has somewhat extravagantly interpreted to mean any deceptive practice that undermines government operations, that's a crime. If you obstruct justice in a judicial proceeding, that's a crime. So that's interesting. So he says, listen, if you take property, that is a crime. It doesn't belong to them. It is government property. So he's saying it could go well beyond just being something that would call for disbarment. Uh, And can you imagine if it goes back to turns out it was a Supreme Court justice who gets charged with a crime and disbarment? Wow. Boy, that would be a stunning turn of events. And who could that turn out to be? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Maria on line five. Go ahead, Maria. Thank you for waiting. We appreciate it. Sure, Rita. I love your show, by the way. Listen, real quick. I had a business trip a couple of days ago, Honduras. People are, a lady and a guy came up to me. We, I wasn't even aware of this. Are you aware that what they're doing is there's always a pinpoint person in the neighborhood that's already here, that is telling them to come over. They'll, they, as soon as you, you touch the United States crossover, we'll help you fill out all the paperwork for the refugee. And they're charging each people $250,000. When I heard that amount, I was dumbfounded. And they're You're talking about when they cross the border. Is that what you're talking about? Correct. They yeah. are promising them that, yes, these people have to pay two hundred to $250,000 to 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 get help and get all the paperwork ready because they know once they get here, that's it. They're going to stay, and they're more than happy to pay that kind of money. Isn't that crazy? That is stunning because, by the way, I have heard numbers of like 12,000. I've heard 20,000, but 250? That And you know one of the things, too, speaking of Honduras, uh, there was a report the other day, Maria, that there are like over 100,000 Hondurans that are just waiting on the other side of the border that are planning to be there close to that time. I'm talking May 23rd, which is still the date that Title 42 could be lifted. Of course, it's being back and forth in the courts, but this administration is planning on pushing that wide open. And by the way, I can already hear it now. You know, I can hear the Dick Durbin comment because he said that this decision's about freedom. He's going to say, well, we have to give them freedom. We have to give them. This is the land of opportunity. This is, They're going to somehow put the Supreme Court decision and tie it to the border. They're going to put the Supreme Court decision and tie it to COVID relief. It's like everything's going to be Supreme Court decision between now and November, Maria. And, some, you know, somehow they're going to say, well, we've got to let those 100,000 plus come on in. Even if they're paying X by a coyote or whatever the case is, don't worry, don't vaccinate them. Let's not let's not go into their individual rights. Do you, do you see where I'm going? They're going to play with that verbiage like there is no tomorrow, and uh, and disregard all the coyotes and all the other things that you're talking about. That is stunning at that amount of uh, amount of money, Maria. That is being it just shows the huge business 
uh, of these cartels and these human traffickers and those people who've been insp- you know responsible uh, for bringing them across the border. That is an enormous, enormous amount of money. Maria, thank you. Really, really important. I'm glad that you stayed with us. Let's go to Stan from Forest Hills on Line 8. Go ahead, Stan. Uh, first of all, uh, the draft that was let, uh, let out is a draft, which means it's not necessarily the opinion. So we don't know what the actual opinion is. Now, whoever did this, I, I think it's the printing office, someone there who got the copy of the draft or whatever. So it's either that or obviously it's a clerk. It's neither. It can't be either. It's one or the other. But what about a justice, that, Stan? Let me ask minute, you, why do you think a justice is, is uh, above reproach? Well, I, you, you have already uh, indicted. Justice Sotomayor, uh, you made a statement which you had no business making. Actually, so you know actually, fact. Stan, I had a lot of business making it, and the reason I had the business to do it was it is in the public business domain that apparently one of her clerks had a contact with Politico or was quoted. That was reported. I never said it was her, so you can get the wax out of your ear. I didn't say that. I basically said that it's interesting because – uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it went to Politico. So it's probably somebody who has a relationship with Politico. There could be a lot of justices. There could be a custodian there. It could be somebody who hacked it. could be a million things. But there's probably some connection to Politico. You don't just suddenly release some document like this that has such enormous ramifications to a publication or to a reporter or somebody that you have no connection with. There's either a direct or a second or third-hand connection that gives it to I've been a reporter. I've had big leaks leak to me over the years, and you sort of know how it works, you know. Uh, but you seem to know better than everybody, Stan, so go ahead. Seem to know. Here's the point. Whatever happened, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Supreme Court has lowered itself in terms of what it normally does in terms of precedence. This is the story that a precedent has, has now been thrown out. And any case now, from now on, will not have precedence. The Supreme Court, the high and mighty Supreme Court, has basically said over the many years, precedents matter. The right justices, Justice Roberts, others, have said that precedents are important and matter. But obviously, to the right justices, they were looking for this for a long time. I knew this was coming either way, whether they leaked it or not. It was going to happen with a 6-3. I think it'll be a 6-3 decision, obviously, the three being the women who are uh, liberals. But so, let, but let me ask you, Stan, not, not even to get into the policy of it all, but don't you think there's something unseemly about somebody leaking it out and the timing of it right now? I mean, don't you, Rita, you know, Rita. Now, honestly, I'm asking you a yes or no right, question. Let me answer. Rita, uh, things have been leaked from the presidents, all the presidents. Congress leaks things all the time. Uh, I agree that the supposed Supreme Court is sacrosanct. Yeah, so you know but, what? You're, yeah, but, so what the heck? Let's leak our nuclear codes. Do Why do we I, leak our nuclear codes? Right? Who cares? Right? Stan, well, what well, the that's, heck? The spies do that, Rita. Spies do that. But the point is, what do we do? It's been done. I think they should investigate it and so forth. Absolutely. But it's been done already. Uh, I think this benefits the Democrats. You keep saying, well, this is all they. After 50 years of freedom for women to make a choice, now it's going back to the states. Now it goes back. Well, that's what that's why. And listen, Stan, 
I do think this helps the Democrats because they're going to use this. They needed an issue. They needed some issue to rally the base because clearly the base is not that inspired by your uh, your man, you know, Biden, George Washington. You know, I mean, you, you seem to think like he deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. And right now, I mean, I, I want to play this for you, Stan, because let me just play this. This is your great leader. This is him confusing Russia and Ukraine. This is just a few hours ago. And let's see, maybe you can interpret this statement because this is really hard to believe. The leader of the free world who clearly knows that the javelins went to Ukraine, were supporting Ukraine. This is how he said it. Take a listen, Stan. Before Russia attacked, we made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons. The strength of the defenses of Ukraine was ready for whatever happened. So he couldn't even keep straight who they're supplying anti-tank missiles to. You know, I mean, they needed something to rally the base. And Joe Biden wasn't it. You got to admit that, Stan. I mean, that guy can't even figure out what country he's defending. Well, I'll tell you this. We had a president who supposedly had all his wits, but he didn't have all his wits. Because basically— You mean the current president. You're talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about the last president, the man who's basically— an insurrectionist that wanted to end the freedom of voting in this country. Let me tell you something, Rita. You, you know, you should be on Fox News again because you seem to be more using them than you use ABC. But that's okay. I, I figured that's who you are, and that's fine. And, and, Stan, and Stan, who you are, is a blanket person who doesn't seem to blanket, listen blanket. to this guy. This guy can't even figure out what country. He's talking about he can't even figure out what and you want him negotiating key deals. I'm just telling you, Stan, what the facts are. The facts are even Democrats are disillusioned by him and they wanted something. That's all he wants. Yeah. And and he's making a lot, according to Democrats like you. I'll tell you. He's handling the war better than the other guy would have handled it, okay? Well, a lot of people, Stan, a lot of people believe the war might not have happened if Trump was in office because he might have been able to block it. And he certainly would have been able to figure out, guess what? 70,000 troops along the border. That could be trouble. I could have pulled a second grader off the street and they would have figured out that they needed to do something. And your guy sat on his lap. And the world is now paying a dear, dear price. But, Stan, I love you, and keep the calls coming. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, you just heard from Stan, who again thinks that Biden is the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, I think there's a bit of mold in that bread, but 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jimmy real quick on line two. Jimmy, your thoughts? Uh, the radical papers, you got to read the, the enemy rights things. They wrote a couple of years ago about the World Trade Center riots and how they organized it, how it was fun. They closed down cities. They burned things. They attacked people. Then they, they related how that became Occupy Wall Street, closing down cities and stuff. Then they said they're planning, they're organizing, they're highly networked, they got big funding, and they're organizing big time to stop Trump if he tries to steal the election. That organized group is what came out, the Floyd riots. Uh, so now do you, think, do you think, um, Jimmy, that's interesting. So it's sort of part of par for the course, if you will. 
um, sort of an organized effort here. That's interesting. Really, really interesting. Let's go to EJ in uh, Rochester, line five. EJ, your thoughts? Yes, ma'am. Um, looks for the Supreme Court. Looks like it's uh, lie detector time for everybody. Yeah, and, I um, agree. By the way, you're right. I actually think it's serious enough they should pull them in. Great point, EJ. Thank you. Great, great point. Let's go to Phil, line three. Phil, your thoughts. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, Phil, are you there? Whoops. Okay, let's go to Devin on line four. Go ahead, Devin. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm I'm not for this decision. I, I think that's terrible, but I think the leak is just as terrible. Um, and I just wanted to say Justice Sotomayor's uh, clerk, Amit Jain, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, he's on record saying to the nation, um, the, the, the publication, The Nation, uh, in 2017, if anything, uh, our legal system has taught us that civility has its limits, and then the quote goes on to say, and that disruption, creative protest, and rule-breaking are valid and often necessary tactics to offset change. Oh, that that's interesting. Saying that. If you just Google what I just said, you'll see it. I'll take a look, and I've heard that name a bit. Thank you, Devin. You know, it's interesting because I've heard that name a little bit in the last 24 hours. Again, we don't know who's behind it, but that kind of mindset is the type of person who would say, hey... I'm going to be the leaker. We'll find out, guys, who it is. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.